You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, I'm Don Leary. Welcome to this podcast of articles from Women's Health, a presentation of Airs LA. Today's article is by Kristen Canning from the December 2021 edition. Separation Serenity When Features Director Kristen Canning met her partner while living on the road, she had to trust in a connection despite distance and an uncertain future. Modeling her relationship on her strongest friendships and learning to love in intervals helped her keep the faith. Nearly a year ago, I packed up my New York City apartment, put everything in storage, and hopped on a plane to Aspen, Colorado, with only a carry-on's worth of clothes to hold me over for the next few months. Working remotely, I had a loose plan to stay with one of my best friends from childhood before making my way over to California and up the coast to see some friends and family that I rarely got to visit in the before times. Determined as I was to spend quality time with my people and in nature, and newly recommitted to improving my mental health, dating was the last thing on my mind. Being a nomad for the foreseeable future, I didn't see the point in looking for a partner. Plus, after a string of disappointing relationships, I desperately needed a break to focus on loving myself. As someone with a history of serial monogamy, aiming to be single and indulging in that freedom, was a big move. But, of course, just when I was actively avoiding a new relationship, I met someone and fell in love. The eye-rolling irony and cliché are not lost on me. Looking back, I can see exactly how it happened and how, despite all the reasons it really shouldn't work, starting off long distance, not knowing where either of us would end up, we're still together. I feel happier and healthier in this relationship than I have in any previous partnership. In fact, I've come to realize that it's those very reasons that enable my situation to sing. Hear me out. I tend to be a pretty anxious dater and often put a lot of pressure on a connection too early. But when I met my now partner in Colorado, I was only looking for friends and fun experiences no strings attached. We met at a bar through a friend of a friend. I thought he was attractive, but had no idea if I'd ever see him again. He DM'd me on Instagram shortly after our first hangout, and we met up for coffee. Eventually, we started dating. It felt easy. Because I was in a new, temporary place, I stopped ruminating on what the future held for whatever this was. I let myself love and be loved in the moment. I was lighter and more joyful, and surely a better, less anxious partner, too. Going with the flow. This actually isn't an uncommon experience when people are traveling. When you meet someone unexpectedly, there's more playful energy and less judgment of the person and situation, says WH advisor, Chloe Carmichael, Ph.D., 
a psychologist, dating and relationships expert, and author of Nervous Energy, Harness the Power of Your Anxiety. That can be liberating. I realized this new laid-back approach to dating was similar to the way I thought about making pals. When I met someone I was interested in building a friendship with, I didn't spend any time wondering if they were right for me or thinking about where the friendship would go on a certain timeline. Enjoying their company was enough. Of course, romantic relationships are different, but does the way you look at them in the beginning have to be? What if I just focused on the fact that I really liked spending time with someone and let it flow from there? When I did that, dating became much less jitter-riddled and way more fun. After a few months, a new concern emerged. I had no intention of staying in Colorado. I needed to keep my promise to myself to take this time to focus on me and not make sacrifices for a relationship. But I also worried I might be making a huge mistake, leaving this budding connection behind. I told my partner that I wanted to keep this going long distance in some way and see where it went, but that I had to go and I hoped he could support that. It felt as if everything about our lives and our relationship was up in the air, except the fact that we cared deeply for each other. Turns out, that was enough. But we'll get to that. Following Friendship As I drove away, I was nervous our spark would fizzle. What saved my anxious brain and boosted my confidence, again, modeling my relationship on friendship and shifting my mindset in the moment. I thought about the friends spread throughout the country that I saw during my travels and how my love for them and theirs for me isn't affected by time apart. Reflecting on positive friendships and your ability to stay very close can work to calm anxiety about distance in love-related situations, says Carmichael. With my buds, I trust in how solid and real it feels despite not having regular FaceTime. Why should I look at romantic relationships any differently? This all confirmed to me that I can love in intervals, focusing fully on myself, then my partner, instead of half focusing on both of us at the same time. I'm not the best multitasker in relationships, and giving to a partner often means I can't give to me, but understanding that I can take time for myself and come back to them without diminishing the rock-solid connection, as I do with friends, has made my relationships so much stronger. Seeking Security Still, long-distance dating, while you're still in the figuring it out phase isn't simple. I struggled with nerves over the time gaps between texts and calls until I voiced that I needed more frequency and to know with more certainty when our next call would be. If something would make you feel more secure, it's important to express that, says Carmichael. I also set a date for when I could see him again, and we talked a lot about our future. In-person meeting, cherishing the building up, and excitement around it. Committing to a specific time for an IRL reunion, another expert-approved move to stay out of limbo, not only strengthened our bond, but also encouraged us to grow while we were apart, 
Ultimately, the distance extended the honeymoon period because we missed each other, yet we pumped the brakes on getting too serious too early. The physical space between us gave me figurative mental space to process everything in a slower, more productive way. To figure out what I wanted and make conscious decisions to move toward that versus anxiously glomming onto it. Savoring Uncertainty Thanks to the pandemic, I've realized that my strongest and most grounding relationships have always been my platonic ones. Now I want all my relationships, familial and romantic, to emulate those. My friendships are healthy attachments that promote independence. I'm grateful I understand how special that kind of bond is and that I can bring that sweetness into other aspects of my life too. I don't have to sacrifice my needs to make love work because if it's the right fit, it'll be solid enough to withstand changes and unpredictability. After four months of living separately, my partner and I reconnected and have been together ever since. And we're ready for whatever comes next. Caption, Bond Builders. Spending time away from someone you care about is tough, no doubt, but there's plenty you can do to make your situation unshakable, whether you're talking weeks apart or just the holidays. Take a walk together. Video call each other while strolling along a favorite path, whether it's your walk to the office or through a park, suggests Carmichael. You get to see what the other person is experiencing while you talk, she says, which increases your sense of intimacy. Turn up the nostalgia. See something that reminds you of your partner or made you chuckle? Snap a pic and send it to them. Give yourself permission to be more sappy and sentimental than you typically be, says Carmichael. You have to turn up the vulnerability to maintain a connection over the airwaves. Debating on sending that extra heart emoji? Go for it. Send each other sensory gifts. The one thing you can't replicate through digital communication is physical touch and the smells and tastes that come with it. Mailing a t-shirt you've worn or sprayed with your go-to scent that the other person can sleep with is a wonderful way to remind each other of that side. That brings us to the end of today's article, Separation Serenity. If you'd like to find out more about Airs LA and the types of programs we offer, follow us by clicking on any of the social media links at the top of our web pages. If you like what you see or hear, please click that button. This podcast is for the sole use of our blind, low vision, and print-impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. I'm Don Leary, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thank you for listening.